the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. There is a change that has happened to Judah. He's not the same guy he was. We can see the change in his response to this situation. Listen, when a person genuinely repents, you see a change. It's not just words. It's not just a prayer they say. When a person repents, there's a genuine change in their behavior. They're not the same person they once were. They forsake their sin, and there's a change in their life. Have you ever been to a class reunion or family reunion and said to yourself, wow, that person has really changed, or that person is exactly as I remember them? In part of today's message, Pastor Dan shares about the change you go through when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, an inner change that other people can notice through your behaviors and choices. And then, at your next class reunion or family reunion, you'll hear, wow, You've really changed. What happened? Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 44 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Well, here, Joseph's brothers, they don't abandon Benjamin. Look what it says. They tore their clothes. They were grieved for their brother Benjamin. And it says they loaded their donkeys and they returned to the city with their brother Benny. They passed the test. They passed the test. 22 years before this, When they sold their brother Joseph into slavery, they didn't think twice about it. In fact, it says they sat down and ate a meal. And they just abandoned him. Sold him into slavery. And then they went home. And and so now, though, now the brothers, they show concern. They show compassion for their brother Benny. And look at verse 14. So they go back to the city. Verse 14 says, So Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house. Now notice it says Judah and his brothers. Reuben was the oldest son. Reuben is the one as the oldest son, you know, as as the one in line to become the leader of the family. Reuben was the oldest son. But it doesn't say so Reuben and his brothers. It says Judah and his brothers, Judah steps forward now at this point as the family spokesman and Judah intercedes on behalf of his brother, Benjamin, and Judah acts as Benjamin's advocate before this Egyptian ruler. Which reminds us of another one from the tribe of Judah, Jesus Christ the lion of the tribe of Judah. Jesus has stepped 
forward to intercede for us, for you and for me. And he acts as our advocate with the Father in heaven. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, it says, If anyone sins, which is all of us, if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Jesus is our advocate. He, he steps forward and he speaks on our behalf with the Father when we sin. And Jesus Christ is righteous. He's the righteous one. He was without sin and he pleads our case on our behalf for us. Romans chapter 8 verse 34 says Jesus is seated at the right hand of God and also makes intercession for us. Jesus intercedes for us. He's interceding with the Father, speaking on, be- on our behalf, representing us with the Father. Here, Judah steps forward now to intercede on behalf of his brother. Again, verse 14, so Judah and his brothers came to Joseph's house, and he was still there, and they fell before him on the ground, right? They bowed down before him. Remember the dream that Joseph had? And Joseph said to them, What deed is this you have done? Did you not know that such a man as I can certainly practice divination? Now, Joseph didn't actually practice divination. This is just all part of his bluff here. The test. And we know that Joseph didn't need to practice divination because the Lord God revealed things to Joseph. He revealed dreams to to Joseph, as we've we've seen. Now, Now, for us... You know, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're born again. Bible says you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And, and Jesus said the Holy Spirit is a guide for us. The Holy Spirit guides us as we walk in the spirit. Plus, we have the word of God. And through the word of God, we're, we're thoroughly equipped for every good work. The word of God has everything we need. And the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path to direct our steps. Joseph here, he just he, he plays up this. Egyptian divination thing saying, basically, you can't fool me. Did you think you could get away with this? Don't you know that I practice divination, that I know all things? Now, the Bible tells us that God knows all things and that God sees all things that we do. Hebrews chapter four, verse 13 says, nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. God sees everything, even the secret things that we do that no one else sees. God sees it. Nothing is hidden from God. That's why that's why we should just walk in the light with Jesus Christ. There's nothing hidden anyways. He sees everything. He knows all that we're doing and thinking. We can't hide it. So we should just walk in the light. And the Bible tells us as we walk in the light, that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all our sin. Not some of our sin or most of our sin, but the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all of our sin. So now look at verse 16. Then Judah said, look what he says here. What shall we say to my Lord? What shall we speak or how shall we clear ourselves? God has found out the iniquity of, of your servants. And here we are, my Lord's slaves, both we and he also with whom the cup was found. Judah didn't point the finger at Benjamin and say, Benjamin, this is all your fault. Why'd you take the cup? 
Now he says, what can we do? He says, God has found out the iniquity of your servants. He's saying here, this is happening to us because of our sin. This is happening to us because of our sin against Joseph. All those years before, we're finally reaping what we sowed 22 years ago. Notice, notice he says, God has found out the iniquity, singular. He's referring to one sin in particular. What they did to Joseph, their sin against Joseph. Judah admits their guilt. He confesses their sin. He doesn't make any excuses. He doesn't try to explain it away. He doesn't point the finger and blame Benjamin or anyone else. He says, what do we do? How can we clear ourselves? We're guilty. God, God has found out the iniquity. Back 22 years before, back in, back in chapter 37. Now, if you're a note taker, you should note the fact that it's Judah here who's admitting guilt. It's Judah who is confessing sin. Back in chapter 37, Judah is the one who said to his brothers, let's not kill Joseph. Let's sell him into slavery. What profit is there in killing him? We can make some money if we sell him into slavery. That was all Judah's idea. And now it's Judah admitting guilt. It's Judah acknowledging their sin. It's Judah showing his heart is, is changed. Accepting responsibility. In 1 John chapter 1, it says, If we confess our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. Isn't that wonderful? That if we just confess our sins, if we just acknowledge and agree and admit that we were wrong, our actions were wrong, we acknowledge our guilt, God is faithful to forgive us and cleanse us. It's automatic with God. It, it, it doesn't say, you know, well, there's going to be a probationary period and you've got to fill out all these documents and sign here and sign there. And uh, I need you to do, you know, 100 jumping jacks and 100 push-ups or anything. No, we confess our sins. God's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. We just come clean on it. Psalm 51 says, God will not reject a broken and repentant heart. Praise the Lord for that. He doesn't reject a broken and repentant heart. And, and here, Judah has a broken and repentant heart. Says, what, what can we say? How can we clear ourselves? We're guilty. And, and, and here we are standing before you. Verse 17, Joseph said, far be it from me that I should do so. The man in whose hand the cup was found, he shall be my slave. And as for you, go up in peace to your father. Again, it's a test. Will the sons of Jacob abandon their brother Benny like they abandoned Joseph all those years before? Do they only care about themselves, their own neck? Now, Judah responds here, and in verses 18 to 29, Judah continues, continues to intercede, and he explains and reviews the events kind of leading up to this point that we've seen in previous chapters. Uh, in verse 18, then Judah came near to him and said, oh, oh, my Lord, please let your servant speak a word in my Lord's hearing, and do not let your anger burn against your servant, for you are even like Pharaoh in power, meaning 
my Lord, you, you know, you asked his servants saying, have you a father or a brother? And we said to my Lord, we have a father, an old man and a child of his old age who is young. His brother, meaning Benjamin, his brother is dead and he alone is left of his mother's children of Rachel and his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, bring him down to me that I may set my eyes on him. And we said to my Lord, the, the lad cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. But you said to your servants, unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you shall see my face no more. So it was when we went up to your servant, my father, that we told him the words of my Lord. And our father said, go back and buy us a little food. But we said, we cannot go down if our youngest brother is with us, then we will go down. For we may not see the man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Then your servant, look at verse 27. Then your servant, my father, said to us, you, you know that my wife bore me two sons. Again, speaking of Rachel, the two sons being Joseph and Benjamin. And the one went out from me, speaking of Joseph, and I said, surely he is torn to pieces and I have not seen him since. But if you take this one also from me and calamity befalls him, Benjamin, you shall bring down my gray hair with sorrow to the grave. Now stop right there. Look back at verse 28. Joseph is learning important information for the first time. Joseph just learned for the first time that his father thought he was torn to pieces and killed. And maybe, just maybe, over the last 22 years, Joseph at times wondered, why didn't dad ever try to come find me? I mean, didn't my brothers tell him that they sold me? to slave traders that were heading to Egypt. Why didn't he ever come look for me? And so questions are, are being answered for, for Joseph. Now he knows that well, his dad thought he was torn to pieces and dead all that time. You know, for Joseph, you know, now the room's spinning. You know, he thought I was dead. He thought I was torn to pieces. That's why he never came. That's why I never saw him. That's why he never looked for me. So verse 30 Judah, again speaking, says, now, now, therefore, when I come to your servant, my father, and, and the lad Benjamin is not with us since his life, my dad's life is bound up in the lad's life. Do you, do you see here just the, the envy's gone, the jealousy is gone, and he's, and, and he's concerned about his father, he's concerned about his brother, says, my, my dad's life is bound up in the lad's life. And if I don't come back with him, verse 31, it will happen when, he, when my dad sees that the lad is not with us, that he will die. And so your servant will bring down the gray hair of your servant, our father, with sorrow to the grave. 
Judah says, if we don't return home with Benjamin, it's going to kill my father. He's going to die of, of a broken heart. Again, Judah shows concern for his brother Benjamin. He shows concern for Jacob, his father. 22 years before, Judah wasn't concerned for his brother Joseph. And he wasn't concerned about breaking his father's heart at all. There's a change that has happened. There is a change that has happened to Judah. He's not the same guy he was. We can see the change in his response to this situation. Listen, when a person genuinely repents, you see a change. It's not just words. It's not just a prayer they say. When a person repents, there's a genuine change And their behavior, they're not the same person they once were. They forsake their sin and there's a change in their life. You know, we have the baptism coming up. That baptism, it it symbolizes the new life they have in Christ. When a person is baptized, their old life, when they're laid down in the water, the old life is dead and buried. The old life of sin and selfishness and, and self, it's dead and buried. And they have new life in Jesus Christ. That's what that baptism represents. The old life is dead and buried. I've been raised to new life in Christ. There's a change there. If there hasn't been the change, then you're just you're all wet. That's it. You just got wet. It doesn't mean anything. But there's a change that has happened. Now watch what Judah says next in verse 32. He says, for your servant, speaking of himself, became surety for the lad to my father. Remember this back in chapter 43, verse 9, saying, If I do not bring him back to you, then I shall bear the blame before my father forever. He says here, I I promised my dad on my own life that I would bring my youngest brother back to him. Now, therefore, look at verse 33. Now, therefore, please let your servant remain. Let me remain instead of the lad as a slave to my Lord And let the lad go up with his brothers. For how shall I go up to my father if the lad is not with me? Lest perhaps I see the evil that would come upon my my father. Judas says here, let me take Benjamin's place. You want to talk about a change? Let me take Benjamin's place. Make me your slave and set Benjamin free. Now, Jesus said, That there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for someone else. And Judah was willing to lay down his life for his brother Benjamin and for the sake of his father Jacob. And he, he says, take my life instead. Take my life instead of Benjamin's. Let him go. First John chapter three, verse 14 says, listen, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren, because we love the brethren. We, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. Brethren, our, our love for others proves we've been born again. It's, it's, it's evidence that we have passed from death to life, our love for the brethren. First John three sixteen says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. And that's what Judah does. Judah offers his own life as a substitute for his brother. And it's a picture of what Jesus Christ did for each of us. 
Jesus demonstrated his love for us by offering himself as a substitute for us. Taking our place. Taking our punishment for our, our sins. In our place condemned, he stood. Laying down his own life on the cross so, so we can go free. It's a beautiful picture here of the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. Jesus stepped forward for us. And said, condemn me. Don't condemn him. Don't condemn her. Let them go. Set them free. Punish me in his place. Punish me in in her place. Let let me take the hit. Let me take the blow. And let them go free. And Judah here, he demonstrates his love for his brother. Judah prefers his brother over himself. Judah shows his concern for his his father. And all of this was just overwhelming for Joseph to see. That this is the same guy that said, let's sell him into slavery. We can make a little money off him. And who just, you know, heartlessly sold him into slavery and went home. And now that same guy is stepping forward and saying, let him go. I'll be your slave. You can take my life. But let Benjamin go. It would be it would be too difficult. It would kill my dad. It would break his heart. I don't want to break my dad's heart. I don't want anything to happen to my younger brother. So just take my life instead. And this this is just too much for Joseph. So look at verse one of chapter 45. I I promise we're almost finished. We're not starting the whole chapter. So then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried out, make everyone go out from me, says this in Egyptian. So his brothers don't really know what's happening, but he sends everybody out of the room. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. That's some pretty loud crying. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? Is dad really still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. Joseph is just overwhelmed by his brothers love for one another. Didn't Jesus say that people will know that we're his disciples by our love for one another? And he's overwhelmed by his brothers love and care and concern for one another, and he just he can't hold it in anymore. He can't restrain himself anymore, and he reveals himself to his brothers. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for changed lives, Lord. We thank you how you change us, Lord. We're thank, thankful, Lord, that in Christ we're transformed, and we're not who we used to be. We're thankful, Lord, that we we can see in our own lives your work and how you're changing us and how you're transforming us and how we aren't what we used to be. We, we thank you for the new life in Christ. We thank you for the new birth. We thank you, Lord, that you have begun this good work in each of us who've trusted you. We thank you that you're the author and finisher of our faith. We thank you that you are conforming us into the image of your son, Jesus making us more like him every day and less like ourselves.
And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.